Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, uh, unstrikingly handsome, uninformed... Empty windbag of a liberal who is here to represent my side. Oh, you got to pull that mic a lot closer, buddy. Don't beat yourself up. Come on, it's Friday. And on the other side of the table from me is Mr. Ben Reichley, fine local business person, Republican committee person, ultra-informed on all kinds of things, including the Mm -hmm. Keystone XL pipeline. a little bit of information here and there. Keeps popping up. Jeopardy. Jeopardy type of information. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I get 10% of the Jeopardy questions right. I feel like I'm ahead of the game. Well, actually, they don't don't have any questions on the show. You have the questions. Well, that's true. They just uh, have answers. But, Mark, I would like to say a... um, Friend indeed, in need is a friend indeed. And you being a friend today, I will try to give information to help you move along and be a little bit more moderate (laughs) and informed when you leave the uh, control room here today. (laughs) All right. (laughs) At least that's what our vice president says. Get the hip boots out. You know, a a friend in need is a friend indeed. Is that what she said yesterday? Okay, I didn't catch that. Okay, well, I know she's overseas. Polish president sort of needed a translation exactly on what that oh, meant. Oh, okay. Does that All mean right. you bring vodka to the uh, party? Yeah, did or you bring t- something to eat? Did you bring a covered dish? So. All right, so that is uh, Kamala Harris is overseas and did some well-received remarks yesterday. Uh, Mr. Kevin Herr is on the other side of the glass. He's held a half a dozen different titles here, and uh, we don't really know what his title is now, but he has a corner office, so it must be important, and he wears a suit and a necktie yeah, most I of the time. Yeah, I thought he isn't he just the suit? Uh, he is not, the suit, not suit yes. but the suit. Right, so he, is the he doesn't suit. need a title. And he's the only person in the building when, that when still you wears have a, a suit. When you have a one or two-phrase type name, like suit, mm-hmm. you're impotent. You're right. Well, he's you're something. Impotent. <laughs> impotent. Well, he might be. We're, we won't get too far into that. But, yeah, Kevin Hur, fabulous producer. Take good care of us. Appropriate bumper music and just being a good, uh, informed uh, listener. He's probably leans conservative. I don't know. We never talked to him about it, but uh, uh, I, he can I, weigh I, in. I, I, he leans left and right when he comes down the hall. I just get out of the way. <laughs> just move over. But okay. uh, did you kiss uh, your cubby bear? This morning, I you did. left the house. I wore the and not your lovely wife. I'm <laughs> talking about your cubby bear bear that you right. hold and get ready for every spring training. I did. I, I, I wore the the hat that's a little too small for me uh, out the door, and then uh, hung it on the door hook here. But yep, we're, we're going well, all baseball's cubbies. back, and uh, sister station will have the Phillies. Yeah, spring training, nice. right? Yep. Absolutely. It's all coming up on uh, WKOK. All right, so. 
we have open phones today, so uh, call us now. We spent the week really uh, talking about President Biden's policies as it relates to sanctions, and then Russian oil was announced, the sanction there. And uh, so we've had some good conversations about that. Keystone XL Pipeline came up a couple times, so we can chit-chat about that. Uh, Ukraine and oil and petroleum and uh, what's really going on in the world. We can talk about those kinds of things. Maybe you have a new topic you'd like to talk about. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number on the market sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We'd love to hear from you, but you got to stick in that keyword OTM if you send us a text. Mark, let me throw this out uh, again, you know, for those friends out there in need of calling so they can vent mm-hmm. for the progressive side therapy. or for the conservative side. We are here for your therapy. Again, friend in need is a friend indeed, <laughs> but I'd like to throw this out. The bigger villain right now, the bigger villain, U.S. oil execs or Vladimir Putin? No, oh, Putin for sure. Okay. I, mean, I, I don't fault oil execs. Uh, they might be making more profits. I guess that's possible, but they're also buying oil at a lot higher prices. But, you know, the real the real villain here is us. Our ridiculous consumption of fuel, and then when that fuel consumption gets disrupted, the price goes up. We're like, oh, you know, oil execs are terrible, or Putin's terrible, or Ukraine is terrible, or Russian oil is terrible. Well, listen, uh, uh, about 9% of every drop of petroleum that's extracted from the ground in the world goes into American vehicles. So uh, we are the biggest gluttonous, ridiculous Uh, consumers. And of course, when this happens, nobody says, okay, what can we do to cut back? Or let's get President Biden to stop these conservation measures. Let's just make sure that we can drill more, do more, pipeline more, get more tar sands, get more oil going. I'd agree with you on conservation measures, that they are conservation measures. But we're the not there equal, is a culprit, and it is us. Not, not as e- not equal political, but the the oil we use does not go into our cars as much as it goes into our industries. Okay. So, but now part of our industries are motor vehicles, meaning trucks and mm-hmm. planes. If and you got it, a truck so, brought it. So, um, you know, when you when you look at this, but again, the misunderstanding or the misinformation related to business. I say this and met with a couple gentlemen who have been on the show in the past, but there's a basic phrase, and whoever said it uh, has uh, maybe the most common sense economically when it comes to to this saying. It is very hard to be pro-jobs, jobs, 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 and be anti-business. Okay. So well, nobody's anti-business. So, so, so again, when, when, when some of these people look at how businesses run and how they operate, and if somebody thinks the oil execs might be overpaid, which I got an email, you had one of the callers who was just all up in arms about these oil execs, hmm. should a late-night talk show host, not Mark Lawrence, are they worth $16 million a year? Is a athlete who can shoot a basketball or hit a baseball or throw a football worth $40 million a year? Is a person who can recite lines that were written for them, him or her, are they worth $18 a movie? You mean an hour, an actor? So, so, you know, when we start looking at some of these things, it is what the market and what we 
demand as consumers in that market that drives the price and also availability. Now, throw geopolitical, things get way out of balance. Mm-hmm. Well, we tried to allude to that today, talking about this week about how complicated the oil markets were. You know, certainly President Biden's a bad player, but he's one of 28 bad players in this equation. And of course, our insatiable lust for oil is one of them, but another bad player is Putin, another bad player. Now we're negotiating with Venezuela. President Biden sent an envoy down there so that we can get, uh, what, a half a billion well, we, barrels we did more. Get, we did get two U.S. hostages back from Venezuela that were being held to business people. Right, and that's, Venezuela that was could, one-tenth of the yeah, agreement. Venezuela couldn't produce... If, if, if It would take them probably two to three months to just get to a safe capability to produce more oil, let alone six to nine months to move up. Uh, one thing to look at, Russia people and the Russian government a little bit different. The Chinese people and the communist government different. But the frustration is that these nations control their people to the point where it's just uh, an insatiable (laughs) control mechanism the government wants. I mean, freedom does not reign in, in those countries. Also, too, be careful about the propaganda coming out of Ukraine. Uh, just, just double check. What's sometimes. not true there? Well, when they show uh, some of the uh, Ukrainian women with guns and they're basically BB guns, or, or they're you know they're they're not rifle rifles, but they're going to fight against it. I, I'm just saying, beware some of the propaganda coming out. Uh, no, no doubt, the the Russians' propaganda machine within Russia is up and running uh, 25/8. I mean, they're not letting their people know anything about uh, Ukraine for the most part. But what's interesting is Elon Musk on two parts, Mark. What Elon Musk said about the need for more petroleum, petro, and also the... Well, hold um, that thought. Let's get that down. Elon Musk, of course, you can always talk about the U.N., and we got a caller standing by. You know where Elon Musk lives, don't you? Didn't he just buy a place up in Norrie, just above you on Queen Street? <laughs> nope, he did not. He's, he has no home. He sold all of his homes. Yeah, I thought he sold... He's a rambler. Yeah, he sold... Uh, well, half, he moved the company over homes. to Texas. I, I think he's going to buy himself a cattle ranch and... And wrangle them on up. All right. One of our good listeners says, Mark, 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 Mark. There's practically no item made in the world that does not need oil for production. Try paint, vinyl, flooring, all plastics, clothing, transportation is just part of the equation. Excellent uh, point. Thank I, you so I, much. I'd have to disagree, though, Mark. There is a product. And you know what it's called? Cotton. It's called love. Oh, brother. People can love All and right. be kind. Stan, you don't please. need oil for that. <laughs> please interrupt this man. Speaking of love, stands on the road. We're on the radio. Yeah, our insatiable love for petroleum products. Is that how you put it, Mark? Lust. It's lust. 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 Okay, lust. Well, you know, the free flow of petroleum products is what drives the economy. And without that free flow, which we are finding right now is going to soon start affecting Riverside today. The gas is four forty nine a gallon. I can hardly wait for it to get to 5 and $6 a gallon. It's going to get to the point where... People aren't going to be able to afford to drive to work. You know, these people that make $15 an hour. When it takes an hour of, of their employment to pay for the gas to get to and from work every day, things will have to start changing, won't it? 
Uh, I would say market, uh, the way people react and to the market uh, will create uh, what will happen with pricing, but also, to what we will see is we'll see some, uh, when I say artificial, we'll see some band-aids to try to affect uh, the price of petroleum. The price for gas in your automobile is one tragic number. <laughs> The worst, oh, very the, the worst number, though, <laughs> the worst tragedy in this is the price for diesel. And what you, what's sitting around has been 99% delivered by diesel. Uh, look at the delivery, the UPSs, the FedExs, and those people also. And then you're going to get into airline fuel. So uh, I, I get, th- this is uh, just a debacle of, uh, of the, the policy in the, in the Western world. Why depend on people that are not dependable. I mean, that's an easy thing. Whoa. For... Whoa. Well, because we got to transition to green energy, Ben. Isn't that what Biden told us? We have to transition. And, and Ms. Saki, we, you know, that's, that's what this is all about. It's to drive people into green energy. But these people, I don't know if they know. I'm thinking they do. But do they realize that the electric grid they have problems with now, and you throw on, I don't know how many millions of cars because people switch to green energy and electric cars, is going to destroy the grid. It's going to fail because they ain't producing enough electricity. Look at California. They have their rolling brownouts every year in other states. Yeah, well, this well, relates well, to fires. How is this going to change? The brownouts relate to fires, right? No, no it relates to their consumption. And Too their, much of, of, okay, so But I mean, the fires might have an effect, but you're, you're, what you're talking about, though, is the misunderstanding of the needs and where we're at from an economic standpoint. Why would you have a business in California that you can't <laughs> depend on the basics, meaning you know, security and energy? Or infrastructure, uh, this 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 doesn't add up, and, and people are getting frustrated. And how many people, let alone people and businesses, have left the state of California? First time since the history of the state, this past census, that California lost population. Look at their policies, but look at their policies over decades, and that has made California somewhat of a um, tough state to live in, tax-wise, ju- just the whole ball of wax out there. Well, yeah, it's, it's who's in control out there, but that's irregardless. I mean, I work in a, a, a petroleum-heavy industry, all right? The car carpet business, all right? Everything that goes into those freaking automobile mats comes from a petroleum product. And, you know, the, the prices that these mats, that we uh, sell the mats for, that's contracted through the, you know, through the big car companies at a certain price. Well, so our company has to eat the extended cost. And it's going to go up, and it is going up. Well, Stan, can I use a phrase to you that I would say uh, from uh, the movie The Graduate? Instead of plastics, I would say hemp, Stanley. Hemp, Stanley. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be a uh, new carpet. Well, are, are we talk, are we talking the stuff that'll make you high, or just the stuff that you use? No, to make the rope? stuff that you can make. Uh, both. I, I guess you're making everything. Both. Well, Mark, Mark's Mark's gonna have a new vehicle with hemp mats in it, and he'll just be smiling all the way home and <laughs> all the way to work. When you turn the heater, when you leave him out in the sun, you can go sit in the cab with the windows closed <laughs> and right. have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah, you. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. All I know is. 
things are going to get really ugly here in the next six months. Right, yeah, there's no be, product not that, good for anybody. There's no product that's more inflationary than an increase in oil because absolutely positively, as you have pointed out and our good dentist pointed out, absolutely positively, everything goes up when that happens. It Dep- depends on it. Even something that has nothing to do with oil has oh, got to be transported. On. So if you cotton doesn't need oil just to grow as the plant, but it needs oil to get transported to places and to get to you. So, yep, it's the but, single most inflationary product in the world. But, 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 Mark? Yes, sir. Miss, Miss, Miss Potato Chips, uh, you know, Peppermint Patty, Saki down there, she says that uh, month over month the inflation has gone down. She said that well, on air yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> seven, I think it was what seven point nine yesterday. Yeah, so, so basically eight uh, percent. I don't know where it's I going down it was, from. Where they thought it was going to be well, nine. Back in June, July to August, it went down point one percent. Okay, and then oh, well, it that's back up. The, so yeah, that's trend. where she got that number. Well, and it's like when the president yesterday said, or this week <laughs> said that overall we're an energy exporter because if you count in all the LNG that you and I don't really use to power our cars and doesn't help us, she says, "Oh yeah, we're." an energy exporter, but that doesn't help us, sorry. That is uh, no assistance. So President Biden missed the boat on that one. At least he's uh, you know, starting to have a few conversations to do those cursory, visible things that mean nothing that will, event, you know, in the years ahead could amount to something. I mean, it might end up as something, it's hard to say. I don't think I don't it know. will, I, but I, I think, doubt it. I think he's on a three-year tour. I, I know, mean, it's when not you send an island to but, negotiate uh, with Venezuela, I think, I think you've lost your way. All right, thank you so much, Stan. Thanks for checking in. I'll share this with you quickly, guys. A a buddy of mine from high school drives truck, and he just posted the other day his cross-country trip, shore to shore, seven thousand dollars. Okay, instead of what about forty-five hundred or something? He didn't really say what it was. I mean, he just said it's now about seven thousand dollars to make that trip. He was staying in the suites at the no, 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 no. no. He was just talking about (laughs) fuel, my friend. Oh boy. Yeah, he he was showing almost a thousand dollars every fill-up, and he said that doesn't even include uh, include the reefer fill-ups. Crazy. And we don't mean uh, Mexican briefer either. All right, 1 800. No. no. <laughs> well, he might have to subsidize that in the trip back to pay for his trip. I mean, you know, that's that's about where we're, we're going. The thoughts of Ben Rackley are not necessarily <laughs> that of the yeah. Sunbury Broadcasting Thank Corporation. You. <laughs> Thank uh. you. Well said. Yeah, we don't even have a disclaimer until Ben comes on. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we're back on the topic of oil and energy. Uh, Miss... Ben says we could restart Keystone XL if we so chose. So let's talk All to him right, about that. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. It is an open day. One of our good listeners sends us a note and says, Hey, small glimmer of hope for the U.S. Justice Department. Jesse Smollett goes to jail for 150 days. How dare they jail a double protected class? Yeah, but 150 well, he days. Well, did have to pay the money, but uh, no, th- this well, should... it's a million dollar this total. Should, this should He's be got the money, though. The case study for this phony baloney BS that's going on, and because oh, no. real people in need oh, no. might and have been... He reiterated yesterday he didn't do it. 
Oh boy. Oh. How about the two guys from Nigeria? <laughs> they didn't do it either. They, no, they didn't do it either. So okay. okay. All right. To be continued. Two. We got an email from wow. Chris from Milton. So we're going to read that in the radio very shortly. Uh, we've been talking energy, but we don't have to. We can talk about Ukraine and uh, propaganda or the UN and a good job they're doing or anything else you wish to. It's an open phones day. We got a half a dozen emails. I promise I'm going to read each and every single one of them as the show progresses. One eight hundred seven nine five nine. Five six five. Email on the market at wkok.com. Text us at seven zero two three six and include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Super duper, yeah. Penn State's getting put in center field. Can uh, I help you, sir? We were talking about the center. Oh, of he's the, on uh, ML. He's all MLB. Center of the big. <laughs> yes, okay. they're in the center of the Big Ten yeah, basketball uh, tournament. Yeah, they're that. That'll work. All right, that'll re- that that'll fit. <laughs> put me in, coach. We're playing Purdue. Oh boy, the Boilermakers. Uh, that'll be a, uh, that will be a tough game. But you know what? To get this far, Penn State's basketball has moved along. But you know what, uh, Kevin Bucknell. Ladies are going to uh, be in the finals for the Patriot League on, I think, Sunday. They play at American. At American. Is that at an American university? Yes. Okay. I thought they were playing in America. That's good. Well, they they are that, too. And uh, also, too, what we have the Lord's girls, high school girls, or uh, Coach Clembera, who has a uh, just a dynasty over there, and uh, a number of other... Uh, Schools are still competing in the uh, basketball. Plus, plus the wrestling going on this weekend well, in Hershey. Ra- wrestling, the grapplers, the wrestlers at the, at the really big center in Hershey. Yep. So, uh, otherwise no. known as the Giant Center. How you, big is it? It's a really big. Okay. Is yeah. it? In fact, giant. giant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, we is not going to the wrestling, but you can watch it on TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. One of our good listeners sends us a note, says, I would hire Jen Stocky because of her work ethic and job dedication. But in the end, I would not hire her because she can lie without reservation. Uh, well, these are political tough, lies. They're yeah, not real tough, lies. Uh, tough position. But we'll say this, though. Look how they uh, jumped all over the Bush and Trump administration's press secretaries. Mm-hmm. And look what they've done with Jen Psaki. But on the other hand, yeah, she's it's, revered. A, it's a tough position. But she'll be at CNN or MSNBC after she leaves there. And uh, But, uh, no, she was with, the, I believe, the State Department. Mm-hmm. Um, she teamed yep. up with another young lady uh, who from she's Ohio. She's going to be leaving soon. Oh, Saki is? Yeah, she's almost done. Are you sure? 
Yes. I mean, they, she's totally in, doing... She, yeah, she gave okay. notice a couple months ago oh, that she'd okay. be leaving in a couple months. So I well, believe uh, that no. time is near. Yeah, so she'll be with CNN or MSNBC. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, smelling fresh over there, I think. Yeah, I just pulled a dryer <laughs> sheet out of my pocket. Now, well, that's funny. That's why you have a, So, uh, no, uh, I, I, I would say static, it's right? a tough position with any administration. Uh, the Trump administration, we saw the people get bombarded. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Jen Psaki. All right. Another listener, Tom, says Smart Technologies has been given the green light to take legal action against Fox News to the tune of $2.8 billion. Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingraham are named in the suit. OAN and Newsmax are also named. This is a reference to the big lie. Yeah, they made up stories about uh, the poor, poor, poor little election company that produced some <laughs> yeah. of these machines. I think they reported on some abstracts going on. But I would ask, which big lie? We're talking about, is that the election? Uh, that the, I, that I think that the machines were hackable by somebody in Ar- Ar- Argentina is the or one Germany that... Germany or... Okay, I do remember hearing bits was about the, that. the specific... But again, the big lie, though, the election, Hunter Biden's laptop, Joe Biden is spry and can... Which big lie are we talking about? <laughs> the one that the election the Russian was, the Russian this dossier. To, this relates to the stolen election. Russian dossier. Uh, Hillary Clinton's le- uh, computer server. Oh, keep I mean, going. where are we at here? You, you love Greek mythology. <laughs> well, so yeah. Which which, li- which lies are we at? What other Greek characters or what other myths do we wish to discuss? Mm-hmm. All right. One of our good listeners says, "Oh, this is Chris." Yesterday from yesterday says, "If oil executives are not doing everything they can to produce more oil." They are bad businessmen, bad citizens, and bad world citizens. COVID recovery alone should have made them eager to start producing more. Your listeners, uh, and specifically Chris says from Milton, uh, your listeners complain I do not listen, yet it turns out they are afraid to listen. Unmutedly yours. Yeah, Mm. Chris listens to everything that goes on the show, keeps a good list, and responds when he is able. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, we'll have uh, open phones, and we'll invite you to call us. We have CBS News and some local news headlines coming up very shortly here on WKOK. If you'd like to participate in our program, dial us up, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. Why can't we start the Keystone XL pipeline? Ben says we can. I don't think it's possible. We'll find out shortly here on WDKOK. And we would invite you to weigh in on this. And what about us being the culprit in the higher oil prices, higher gasoline prices, our insatiable lust? We're going to chit-chat about that. I mean, for gasoline. When we come back, this is WDKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben is directly across from me. I guess it's time to take February off the calendar. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. A little yeah. behind the times yeah, here. It's okay. All right. It is the 11th day of March 2022. Mm-hmm. We are enjoying open phones. We'd love you to call us and tell us what's on your mind. Maybe there's an important topic related to energy or the environment or g- green energy. Seems to irritate most of our audience. So maybe you have some <laughs> information about that. Keystone XL pipeline uh, being talked about. Ben says we could fire it up. I don't think we could, but uh, we'll we'll try to get some finding effect going on that uh, topic here. Here, baseball's starting up soon, so we'll be mm-hmm. talking. We can uh, discuss that. So, Kevin's a huge baseball fan, so he'll be able to talk well, about that very shortly. Well, you had a very, very good, informative show a couple Fridays ago with Senator Yaw about energy and the mis- yep, he did a super misunderstanding job. of exactly how green green energy isn't. Because Reggie it takes, isn't your friend. <laughs> Reggie is absurd. Uh, <laughs> well, this is happen, uh, so. your buddy, King, safe. King Wolf. Uh, trying to do executive. I mean, this governor has done so little, but has done so much in hurting Pennsylvania in ways as far as overstepping the bounds of the governor's office and has created an atmosphere in Harrisburg now. Uh, We'll see uh, what happens in the next election, but uh, an atmosphere in Harrisburg of... uh, People not wanting to work together for the most part. Uh, so uh, time will tell, though. Yeah, we'll see how King Mastriano behaves. I'm a little bit nervous. Well, about that. I, w- I would say uh, that's, that's the opposite side of King Wolf. So we have. Right. So is there something sort of uh, on the middle right that we could agree on? Charlie Garreau or Dave White? Either way. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie Garreau, Dave White. Well, Northumberland County feels uh, Lou Barlett is the guy. And for Senate, mm. uh, Carla Sands. See, I don't like any... I, I wouldn't want to vote for somebody that's super beholden to President Trump. That makes me nervous. Lou Barletta was a fine congressman, and he was certainly a friend to this show. Called us on a number of occasions. Lou Barletta's a good man. Called us occasionally on the Sunrise mm-hmm. Show. But I, 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 I'm hesitant. If you think the election was stolen, I'm just still stuck that I just think that's a that's a veto on my part. All right, well, to be continued. Maybe you have an observation or you wish to talk about these kind of things. Uh, we can talk about that. Uh, our good guest here today is informed on the UN and Keystone XL so we can uh, that was brought up a couple times uh, this week so we can explore those topics or maybe there's something else uh, we have to read some of these uh, emails am I in the as, guest mode or co-host mode <laughs> well yeah that's true yeah co-host are you 1-800 one involves a very slight fee and the other one just, just yeah, free coffee say. so <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go on the guest side you're for the on payment. the free coffee mode <laughs> alright 1-800-795-9565 we want to tell you a lot about the vehicles that I I've had to drive. Now, these are the ones that I got to drive so far. Uh, they put a little paper protector on the floor. They put a plastic protector on the seat, and they make <laughs> me wear gloves. But I have bri- dri- driven now a Bronco Sport, a Ranger, a Maverick, uh, probably a half a dozen F-150s, an Eco Sport, an Escape, and an f 350 dump truck that belongs to a fine local township around here. So... And they're, and they're great operating vehicles. Oh, my So they, they don't put that stuff on the seat. For me. F- well, because they operate so well that you might 
get so excited that you they have to have something to clean up, right? You start sweating. So yeah, so, all right. Uh, so yeah, this is the Sunbury Motor Company where they've given me an opportunity. So I have an informed opinion about these things, and the specific ones that I mentioned are things that they can get. Of course, you know the chip shortage and supply chain and labor shortage means that some vehicles are hard to get, like the full-size Bronco or the Mach-E Mustang. Mm-hmm. Those are in short supply. They can get you one, but you're not going to wait the two to three month wait for that. But the Bronco Sport, Rangers, F-150s, EcoSports, Escapes, Edge, uh, and Explorers are doable. So check out the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as I've done. Find out that they got the allocations. They got the history. They got the service department. They got comprehensive care for people who take good care of them. And uh, they are definitely going to take good care of you. With our narrative today, friends, if you're in need of a vehicle, indeed. Get down to Sunbury Motors. <laughs> Thank you. You're stuck. You still like that, huh? She's in Romania now. We got an update from oh, CBS. Boy. Is so that's she uh, going to be on the balance beam? She's uh, No, she's uh, going to turn into a gypsy, I think. Oh. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Some messages we've received. Sure, Mark, the U.S. could cut its petroleum use if we want to revert back to an 1880s economy and ride horses and have 19th century medicine. Okay. If, if that's the only way to, to do that, uh, then I guess we'll have to stay where we are. But I have a feeling that there's a lot of folks thinking big no. that say that that is Mark, not necessary. touch on that email there? That is a... Upper uh, one, upper right-hand corner. Yeah, when President Biden says he's president for all, it's perception, since he thinks perception is such a good idea. Why all these complaints if it's all just about perception? And good morning. Here's my answer to Chris. Every time I hear him on the radio, I say, Alexa, mute. Oh, I think I did read yeah. this yesterday. Wow. Uh, earlier this week, we had Jake Corman call in, or we asked Jake Corman to call in, and he said yes. And one of our good listeners says, thanks for having Jake Corman on On The Mark. I didn't know his platforms or who he was. Now I'm more informed. The interview helped me jot down his pluses. Thank you. Very good visit to one of our maybe one listeners. of the, well, at least the best breakfast place in eastern Snyder County <laughs> at the Pepper Tree. I had the, not, no rumor, but I thought uh, he ordered the breakfast mess. And could only eat. When was the last time you were in there and Fred Keller wasn't there? Uh, last Saturday. Oh, okay. Yes, Saturday. But I will say this. I did have breakfast. Where was Fred? Uh, we had breakfast at Riata's. Uh, um, I got Beaver you. Springs. So. I got you. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. So. you got to mix it up if you're a congressman. All right. Our callers are waiting. Lance, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling. Oh, I got the wrong one. Hold on, Dan. I'm sorry. You are not uh, first. You are, in fact, next. Uh, but Dan, you're, you you, Dan is number one, though, to you, right? Uh, in my heart. Lance, you're on the mark. Okay, very well. Why, all this, uh, you pumping up green energy, and uh, we need it real bad, and we do. Why, you signed up for it? Uh, Yes and no. Depends on what you're talking about. Natural gas, yes. Uh, Electricity, no. Well, I think what we have to do is it has to be competitive, you know, and I do the electricity. I I wish that they will incentivize green electricity consumption. I'm not going to pay more for it yet. It's completely unnecessary. We can produce greener energy, and so we'll let the market do that. Natural gas, yes, so we're doing that. Well, in order for the market to do it, there's got to be a demand. 
and once we demand it we're going to get it and the more people do it the cheaper it will get so what you're doing is just making it worse gotcha okay well that's uh, that's an opinion all right what else lance well yesterday we were talking about the price of fuel in europe and i believe a fellow called in and said it's price per liter well yeah it is but a liter is uh well, it takes 3.68 of those to come up with a gallon. And I did all the conversions, and the, the uh, figures I was quoting were per gallon. Perfect. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Great clarification. average in, in Europe. Yep, they pay a lot more than we do and have been forever. Isn't that the imperial mm-hmm. gallon? And you know why? Because we left the government take care of them. Ah. And here we have these greedy free enterprise people that bring us better products at a cheaper price than the government ever could or ever would. Yeah, and then some, well, but on the other hand, the government pays for more things for some of these people. You know, the the price of fuel helps subsidize the cost of health care that's provided for them for free, but the health care is not as good and they don't have as many choices. So (laughs) it's, you know, it's not six of one, half a dozen as the other. It's a dozen here and just six there. But in the end, of course, it's the consumer who pays, right? Regardless of how it went around Funston's barn to get there. Right. right. Well, Mr. Funston, we haven't heard from him in a while. He can call in, too, today. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling in. Sir, I have a couple more minutes, or have a minute or two? Yep, Burr, you sure do. Okay. Well, CEO pay. Now, the company I retired from, the CEO at the time was giving $10 million, okay? And we had 30,000 employees. Now this would be the same, and also here we have to say the profits. Profits were a billion and a half dollars for 30,000 employees. Okay, that's $50,000 profit per employee. Now, to really uh, do this right, you have to understand, say you had a company of 100 employees. You made $5 million on those employees. You paid your CEO $30,000. Do you think that was a good deal for a CEO? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly what the corporation I worked for did. Paid him $30,000. If you had 100 employees, you $5 million, and the guy that was running it for you was getting paid $30,000. I mean, economy of scale, and that's the way it works. Yeah, Lance, so the people who want to look at compensation, uh, many of them have been in maybe maybe an employee, uh, maybe they were a manager. Uh, but you know, when you look at the total compensation, there there's a lot into that equation. When you look at companies that are quasi-private, and what I mean by that is, if they're publicly traded, you become a partial public company. Uh, to a you know, you have to have SEC reforms and that. So again, you can look at their expense. You can look at their whole financials for the most part. You look at their expenses, uh, what they've had to do, and then you look at uh, uh, what the compensations are. And, and these boards vote for that. And then is it a good old boy network or good old boy and girl network at some times? Yes. But for the most part, when you look at compensation for the publicly traded companies, it's driven by the return on investment of their stockholders. 
and that means compensation levels and bonuses for the people who are driving the profits in the company. And, you know, I don't hear a lot of people complaining about Apple or Google or Microsoft, but uh, they seem uh, energy seems to be easy pickings. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling in. Much appreciated. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Dan's going to be the last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Why, you know, one factor in the equation of energy that you don't think of is the farmer. I live out here in farmer's country, and they have big tractors take a lot of fuel to get the farming done. You wait till they start their planting this spring and see what the, how much the prices are going to have to go up on their products that they make because of their fuel. It takes fuel to make the fertilizer except the natural fertilizer. But all them things are going to affect the price of in, of our products, more inflation. And, uh, and Dan, uh, if you look at the commodities market, we're coin, soybeans, but just look uh, the other day, the the price of nickel, uh, and people were looking around. What do you mean the price? Well, no, copper, nickel. Look at the pricing. Look at when people say about these permits for oil. No, no. Look at permits for mining in the U.S., where we cannot mine for rare minerals. So we hopefully subcontract that out to people like China, Russia. Again, why do we depend on undependables? Uh, you know, th- this doesn't make any sense within the policy, but when you bring that up, uh, some of the green people or progressive people think that's a red herring, and it certainly is. It's the real world. And you look at what China's doing in places like Africa. You look what China's doing in Eurasia to get a foothold. And look what we just did in Afghanistan, basically giving the country away to China. We gave them a multi-multi-million-dollar air base, and now China's coming in for the rare minerals. Uh, it, it's just embarrassing our foreign policy lacks the backbone that built this country. Amen. got that right. And you, you take, even talking about the domestic again, you take the price of milk, what the farmer gets out here, he's not barely, if at all, making it right now. And now with the price of fuel going up, I, I look for a lot more dairy farmers to bail out because the price of fuel alone, it takes a lot of diesel fuel to run a tractor out here. And my dad farmed a long time, and he used to tell me back when he first farmed, gasoline was two cents a gallon and kerosene was one cent and they had tractors back then once the engine was warm they had a valve they could switch over to the kerosene tank to save that penny so look where we're at today with the price of fuel and green the green new energy will not help that farmer one bit well, Dan, I would say this, the price of gas is one thing, but the price of fertilizer 
is yeah. through the roof. And the other part is, look at, it's going to be, unfortunately, the smaller milk producers, the smaller farmers, because then you'll see the larger farmers take up, and then we get into industrial farming, and uh, just as businesses, very, very many small businesses, very many, many small farms are very, very, very positive for the U.S. economy. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. What else you got cooking? Hey, well, I, I was saying around our area, a lot of the farmers are going into what I call factory farm with chickens. A lot of uh, right below town, there's a, they do chicken. They have eggs. They sell eggs for the vaccine market. And a lot of farmers are building them what I call factory farm places to keep going. They concentrated, can't take it off the land yes. anymore. Concentrated so animal going feeding into operations. Other venues <laughs> just to keep the family farm going. Well, I would say this: uh, beware the farm that has that many animals that it can't dispose of its own waste on the farm. I know farming techniques change, but you know, once you get to a certain level, then uh, the economics of farming maybe get more positive in some ways, but the other parts of the farming, the environmental side, the conservation side, might get compromised. Amen. And down in the south, they can't get rid of the hog waste. They don't know where to go with it. Now, up here, there don't seem to be a big problem. We still have a lot of land to spread the fertilizer on. But down there, they had no place to go with the hog farm manure. Well, Dan, I would say they they need to look at their state capitals and the U.S. capital because for some reason the hog waste gets disposed of around there somewhere, so I don't know where that goes, but uh, there must be some some regards to uh, getting yeah. rid of waste. It all goes on the record. They file it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got that right. And, and farming's a rough business, and the American farmer tried to produce the product, and he sacrifices a lot to do it. And I think the people that eat the product in the cities and towns don't realize that man's working not eight hours a day, not ten, but twelve, fourteen hours a day. Well, I'll correct you there, Dan. The, the man, the wife, the family working that farm are working those hours. Amen. I, I know a lot about it growing up on the farm. Okay, well, we thanks, Dan. We got to run. We yep, got another you guys caller. Have a great one. Great talking with you. Yep, good to chat with you. Have Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. Thank you. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. to get around. Thank you. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're going back to 1880s. Tom, what do you think going back to 1880s? Too far? Tom, are you on the mark? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Um, way too far. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to address that, uh, I think people work hard in, in the United States, the greatest country, uh, and they want to enjoy the better things. Uh, and reap the benefits of working hard. So I don't want to go backwards, for sure. (laughs) But the first thing I wanted to say today, uh, your guest that you had on uh, a day or so ago, Tim Tim Murray. Mm -hmm. Yep, from Alba. Yeah, he was possibly one of the best uh, guests you've had on. He was so clear and concise. I would suggest, if, if it's a possibility, like next week, I have a redo of that interview uh, to start the, to start things off. He he was excellent uh, and be worth another listen to. So that that's just a thought. Well, we but are going to have I'm an pro- excerpt of his remarks on Sunrise Monday. We'll use a recorded excerpt Monday morning on Sunrise, and you can hear the whole interview again. But yeah, we'll have him back, and he wants to come back. He's going to be teaching uh, later this month and next month at SU in person, so he'll stop in then. Yeah, and, and just uh, another thing that I called about, uh, the, the, the comment he made, perception is reality, that's true. Uh, when, when people are compl- uh, complaining about everything going up, when you have your president on the first day of office uh, cancel policies that were keeping us energy independent and pushing for green and, in essence, saying if you're in the oil or the gas, uh, we're going to be we're, we're going to be working to get rid of you. So if you're one of those folks, wouldn't you uh, not pursue drilling for a while? Wouldn't you not do anything till you see what's happening? And I think that's what happened. Immediately, the prices went up. Uh, and to to also talk to something um, that was said earlier with Ben. You know, they, they complain about the oil executives making uh, tremendous salaries. But as Ben mentioned, too, hey, Aaron Rodgers, a four-year contract at 50 mil a year they're working on. Leonard Leonardo DiCaprio, $30 million for oh, his movie Don't Look Up. Uh, a family can't go to sporting events, a family of four, and not put out two, $300. Uh, where, where are you going to stop that. We are a capitalist society. And uh, to quote Eric, who called a few days ago, he said that somebody should do something. There should be something to, to stop those salaries. Well, who are you going to call? The payroll payroll police? Uh, get our government involved? Because then you're talking socialism, and socialism never works. Check in with Russia and uh, Venezuela. How'd they, how'd they make out with that? 
Um, and and a, another point, even with the banks, the banks uh, making it rougher to get loans for oil and so forth, but easier for green energy, which is not a law, but the government is putting an influence on them. So I, I just really wanted to say that um, I don't, I think $50 million a year is quite a salary to throw a football, and he's very good and they're going to be happy to have him. But who's to say when enough is enough? Who's going to make that decision? Because that becomes a real slippery slope. That's that's Uh, the market, though. The market will make that decision. And if if baseball players, I mean, uh, who was it, Andy Messersmith, I think uh, Catfish Hunter, uh, you know, when they they went free agent back in the 70s, Kurt Flood really started at center field for the, uh, the, maybe the greatest team in baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals. But, uh, you know, when they start the free agency and you see how things work but but markets move and and look what happened with the baseball owners and players everyone pointing fingers at each other when it got down to brass tacks you know all of a sudden now they're playing so the the market moves that and we'll see about advertising dollars we'll, we'll see boy NBC took a bath on the Olympics uh, yep. who, who thought Olympics in China were going to be uh, a blockbuster anyway let alone time changes throw the political stuff out put the political stuff in. No, no, that was a loser. But the market, Tom, will will decide. And uh, we, the people, are the market. And I think the most important thing right now is perception. And the word that's been tossed around a lot in the last few days is disingenuous. And I think our government is being that in in such a bad way. Uh, If Biden would come out and say, you know what, we're going back to, to pushing for energy to get ourselves out of this crisis. Why should we buy oil from Iran or Venezuela when we can do it and help our country? And along with that, uh, we're going to get on the warp speed track of trying to uh, get our renewables going. You know, get, I, I mentioned it before on a call, get that parallel track going, but right now address the problem. Of, of inflation, which is just being fueled, yeah, fueled by the oil and gas. So that's. But that's Tom, what I, I, I would to say. say this though: perception is reality with the Biden administration. But remember, business people, financial markets, look at the past and try to look towards the future. But the past, remember, Biden was under. President Obama's administration and look at those policies. So you look at those eight years and the people are saying, hey, it's not going to be any different. They went after coal. They went after, tried to increase regulations. So it's not just the first year of Biden. It's his past history, particularly with uh, being the VP in the uh, Obama administration. Well, there's a hundred things going on in the energy markets and there's a hundred things changing with each administration. So it probably makes it difficult. We've talked about the Keystone XL pipeline. You know, folks say, Okay, we'll get that started again. I don't think you can. The company that was doing it, TransCanada, in the northern part, uh, said we gave up all our leases that we, you know, some of those uh, eminent domain things they fought for 10 years to get. Now they sold them back. The companies that were doing the speculation up there to do the extraction of the tar sands gave up and uh, picked up and left those developments. So uh, I don't think you can start it up. If you were to, let's suppose you could, uh, you, uh-huh. you 
you're 10 years away from your first drop of usable oil in the U.S. from there. Most of the northern section is done. It's, 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 the shortcut isn't yeah, it's done. it's from Steel City. It's from Steel City. I'm Cushing. talking about the 1,200 miles uh, yeah. from Alberta uh, right down to whatever terminal. Let me look at the map and find out which one it Port is. But anyway, Arthur. that's not it's done yet. Port it's Arthur, not permitted. Texas. It's not dug. There's no pipe. There, Of course, well, you, could, you could pipe along all with the way. that. If I can, if I can say that, along with that, even if they gave the go-ahead, and it took several years, the pipelines are one of the most uh, efficient and and uh, climate gentle ways to transport this stuff. They don't have to put it on trains, trucks, anything like that. It's it's underground. We have so many pipelines. I mean, the 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 people that are talking green. Should be doing backflips over. Well, you over can't just the rail tar sands for summer. You can't rail I mean, tar sands oil, so that's not an option. All right, we got yeah, you, well, Tom. Thank okay, you. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. Thanks yep. for really for appreciate it. Why can't you t- rail tar sands oil? Well, you refine it. You, re- you refine, refine it, it so first, then it's more ship more it on rail. Okay. But you know, the Keystone Pipeline is, is many spurs, and and the part that they they talk about is you know there's thirteen hundred and three hundred fifty three miles of 30-inch pipe that go to Peoria, Illinois, off the Keystone Pipeline, the main line. Yeah, that's already done. That, yeah, so now they're talking about Cushing to Steel City, meaning this Cushing extension, Steel City to Cushing, Oklahoma, that's 300 miles, roughly. Then you got Keystone, two parts. You got Gulf Coast, which runs to Port Arthur from Cushing, and then you got the Cushing line, or Keystone XL, that run... So in Steel any event, City but you s- you're here to tell us that that shortcut could be completed and we could do it. Yeah, I mean, ten years. There was a, so so look look if a year ago no not ten years look a year That's ago okay. look where we'd be right now if he just kept it. If Joe Biden kept the policies of the Trump administration and and had to swallow hard to his people got him elected, but we have the same thing in Pennsylvania. You got Governor Wolf who is on his hands and knees to the teachers union. You got Joe Biden who's on his hands and knees to the environmentalist. Not the conservationist, the environmentalist. Oh, gotcha. More than happy to be a conservationist. <laughs> the environmentalist. Yeah, you are, you're a conservative. Anyway. It's supposed to be well, something but like you that. Well, but you got them attacking. Right. Now they figured it out. Attack the financial markets for the people that put capital into these businesses. All right, we got to take a break. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Stand by, Chris. We will be right back. So much, sir. Very much appreciate appropriate bumper music. Those are going to credit it, but this Mr. bumper music's bringing a tear to my eye. <laughs> all right, Chris, thank you for wading through all of that. You're on the mark. Yeah, uh, it's strange how they want to do things that won't produce gas for a long time to get done because of an emergency temporary situation. It just amazes me. Oh, no, I actually expected it, but yeah. <laughs> It still doesn't make much sense, though. Well, and the I would like to mention that from 1975 to 2015, I believe it was, uh, it was illegal to export crude oil. Uh, until when? When did was that rescinded? 
2015, okay. I believe it was. Before President Trump took office. Right, and we do export. Uh, mm-hmm. We did export some oil for a time, and we still do quite a bit of LNG. But it, it's still we need more oil in the U.S. And of course, crude oil. You could you could export some petroleum products and things like that. But uh, and there was a little, very limited amount of crude oil you could export. But it was illegal because of the gas thing that happened in seven in the seventies. Mm-hmm. They they made it illegal. And, 2015 because of uh, fracking, the oil companies, and mostly the Republicans, wanted to open up exports. The Democrats were largely against it. It passed in a compromise bill where solar and wind energy was promoted and, and oil was allowed to be exported. Okay. All so right. it's not unheard of to say, okay, let's not export our oil. How much how much crude are we exporting now, if any? It's it's dropped uh, fairly low, but we still uh, export a significant amount. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. It's at all time low or near it, though I believe, perhaps. Okay. For uh, since that since it went up after the 2015. It's, it's been dropping, I think, but I'd have to check on that to be sure. Okay. So there are uh, that that's a change in law that uh, nobody that nobody has mentioned. That hey, you could still you could reinstitute it if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, that would take bipartisan agreement, which um, afraid we can't do that. No one. You think it would have agreement? Okay. No, ben says it would no. pass. I mean, why, why institute it? I mean, why? I mean, let supply and demand take place, but I would check check the well, information if, if first. Well, that puts you on the world market, whereas before it wasn't on the world market, and then you didn't quite have these things going yeah. on. I, I would check the numbers on that, and I would say uh, uh, the market drives that, but why, why isn't then, if it's a good idea, why wouldn't Speaker Pelosi... And uh, Majority Leader Schumer bring it up. <laughs> I don't know. Because don't it's know. not a good I idea. Anybody mentioned it at all. Well, it could yeah. be because they're self-serving politicians yeah. and their brain matter's been removed because they're in the but, vortex. Uh, but who knows? Okay. And I don't know whether it's the best solution or not either. I don't know if it was a good thing overall. But it, it was for over 40 years. We weren't exporting crude oil. Well, would you compare that to the 1924 to roughly 1964 stop on immigration? Would that be the uh, same type I, of scenario? I don't compare humans and gallons of oil very often. No, but we're if comparing you want the, to we're, it, no, we're comparing the legislation, work, Chris. Ahead. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. Come, come to the forefront here. We're comparing I the legislation. Just, I'm asking you, what's the point? I just said. So is those good legislative ideals that would help the comp- the country? Oh, you mean is that a good idea? Because of one law being changed, another laws. Well, both laws both past. laws were changed, okay. but d- does it help the United States? Is it better for the country to have those laws or not to have those laws? Now, which okay for uh, having. Not pe- people not be able to immigrate. Uh, do have policies to limit immigration, uh, 
basically from 1924 to 1964, if you look at it. And if you say about exporting oil, should we then look and say, okay, should there be a policy to limit certain levels? Should there be triggers to limit exports of oil, especially in situations like we're in now? Should there be limits to allow immigration, but to also cap it at certain scenarios, meaning maybe certain continents have higher percentages or not? So are those legislative initiatives a positive thing? Uh, and I, I have really no idea for sure. Yep, to be studied. All right, thank you what, so much, what do Chris. You, uh, what do you think? Thank you, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Yep, I appreciate it. All right, 1-800-795-9565. What's the answer? What Do you think that's a good idea, what you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, both. both. Uh, when, you, when you do legislation, uh, you should have uh, potential sunset clauses, depending on the legislation, but you should look at the effect of your legislation on the policies that you've prioritized, and that is lacking in Harrisburg, and it's lacking yep. in Washington. Well, once you get your brain... W- without brain matter, what do you think? How are they going to lead? <laughs> right. Without brain matter, what do you have? Scrapple? Right. Uh, one of our listeners says, Big Baby Republicans now crying about fossil fuels. There are 9,000 permits out there. Use them first, then call me. Says uh, one of okay, our listeners. I'll, I'll call the texter and ask about uh, the details of those permits. One of our listeners Permits says, are different than leases. LOL, Mark... The European governments pay more for things for the citizens? Really? Mm, Sort of. Where does all that money come from? I tell you, onerous taxes. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I'm just saying they pay for a lot of things for the people, Uh, but they tax them out of recognition. First texter needs to look at the difference between permits and leases. All right. And another listener says, gasoline in Europe is the equivalent of $8.30 a gallon in U.S. dollars. Filling up a compact car would cost about 100 bucks in Europe equivalent. Or you could do what your buddy does. Right. Yep. Harry, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I think it's interesting all the talk about getting gas from Venezuela, for example, okay? Um, <laughs> I don't hear that much that talk about not, it. Is several, it. Several things that people are not looking at here is the fact that in uh, uh, unless it changed in the last day or two, the United States does not even recognize Maduro as the uh, legitimate leader of Argentina. They recognize the gentleman, and I cannot think of his name. I apologize mm-hmm. for that. Who is in exile? Yeah, he's in exile. Then, I think in Bolivia. So gonna, yeah, so we're going to go to negotiate with a guy we don't even recognize. The other thing that happens is the vast majority of their oil they sell to China, and mm-hmm. the reason they sell it to China is they don't have money to give China to pay their debts. And that's what the oil does. The oil pays it off. Yeah. Now, if you seriously think, and if anybody seriously thinks they're going to give up paying off their debt to a country that they actually probably fear and respect to sell less oil, I have some swampland in the Poconos I will sell you for next to nothing. In the no, it's, it's a Chinese road and belt program that they do, and they basically, their, their foreign aid is uh, almost extortion. Uh, and they did it to... Yeah. Uh, and the other part, too, is the Russians are involved in Venezuela, 
because the Russians would not let Maduro leave. If Maduro would have left and went to Cuba, Venezuela would have a chance to be a democracy again. They they kept him there, so he owes them. But you know, this talk about Venezuela and Iran, you know, it just comes up in talk. I I don't think there's anything serious. I've talked to people in Washington. There's nothing serious about those. The serious part about Iran is Iran is trying to say we'll give you oil if you take our sanctions off to allow us to become a nuclear power. This world oh, would not yeah. be a better place with Iran as a nuclear power. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, and then I, I heard one of the all-time great comedy shows the other day on my way to work. Uh, I heard the uh, press briefing with Saki and uh, and, uh, and uh, she was talking about the Russians, how the Russians are very involved with the negotiations, uh, the nuclear uh, sanctions and, the, and, the, and our deal with Iran because they don't, even though we're we're trying to sanction them for a war that uh, that they've committed all these atrocities in. We are trusting them to sit with us at a table to negotiate with Iran because they have a vested interest to make sure the world would be safer without Iran having nuclear uh, nuclear capability. And it's kind of like it kind of makes you wonder what kind of drugs they're doing in these rooms before they send some of these people from the administration out. To talk no, to. It, was, it was absurd. It's absolutely mind-boggling. The absurd statements, absurd stuff. statements by her about Iran and Russia makes no sense. If we do not understand who, when when Putin, I think oh seven or oh eight, says yes, and I'm paraphrasing, we will put Mother Russia, the Soviet puzzle, back together. That's what he says. When the Chinese communists say, yes, we want to be the number one economic and military superpower in the world, if we don't understand that. So this is like a football coach telling you, Harry, you're the opposite coach and I'm the coach. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. We think we can run the ball on these guys. After the game at your press conference says, well, uh, they said they were going to run the ball. They ran the ball. They beat our backsides. Um, I guess we should have took them seriously that they were going to run the ball. I mean, this is how absurd <laughs> well, this is getting. Yeah, and you know the other the other thing that people have to think about too, the people that are doing this negotiating, and evidently the elevator doesn't go all the way up. Iran has stated that their goal in the world is to wipe out Israel and all other non-Islamic yes. uh, believing countries. Why would you negotiate with them? <laughs> from weakness, from them, you have to lay down the laws to what it's going to be, and and that's. I guess I could never be a diplomat. I know that, but it's just. I just do not fully. I I just it. It gives me a headache trying to figure well, out. Well, no, what, Harry, it does. Try to think but, in but I will say this: the weekend's coming up. I just. And I think you're an expert at this. Stoli <laughs> vodka is distilled in Latvia, so don't feel yeah, that it's not Russia. La, no. Yeah. Latvia, yeah. so uh, part yeah. of the Baltic states. So, so you yeah. can still yeah. enjoy Stoli vodka. All right, we got you, Harry. Yep. Thank I'll you so you, much. I'll tell you a funny story with that, Ben. You know, I spent all those years selling liquor now, and I, and I spent all those years in the restaurant and country club business. And until we were supposed to take the products off, I don't think I realized that Stoli wasn't a Russian vodka. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, and that is marketing and branding. So uh, people, people have that. But no, uh, no, you can enjoy you yeah. can enjoy non-Russia vodka. Uh, there you go. All right, we got I'll you. Thank you, Harry. Wine. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, one eight hundred. Have a good weekend. Hey, you too, buddy. Thanks. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll take a quickie break. We will be right back. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Yes, it is Friday. Thank you so much, uh, Kevin Hur, our fabulous producer, doing good bumper music. One of our listeners uh, says a fairly low but significant amount of oil exported. Isn't that a t- contradiction in terms? The pipeline is a nod to the future. Start drilling anywhere in our country right now, especially fracking to get abundance of natural gas for us to use and export to Europe. Everybody wins. Well, Mark, there is a proposal too. I don't know if you would agree with this, or maybe some of our viewers or listeners next week can call <laughs> call in. Uh, they're talking about maybe giving a selling Alaska to Russia mm. to allow Russia to drill in Alaska. Well, if you listen to Vladimir Putin, it used to belong to Russia, yeah. and that the the Earth took it back to the and U.S. And what a waste! State of Anwar basically is the size of Virginia. Where they're talking about drilling. Mm-hmm. Safely, efficiently, is about the size of Dulles Airport. Okay. Missed opportunity. And we could do it. All right, clean it. You say. All right, thank mm-hmm. you. One of our good listeners sends us a note, says, A proposal introduced to Pitt. Oh, this is from Trib Life. Mm-hmm. It says, A proposal introduced to Pittsburgh City Council Tuesday would impose a 1% tax on people seeking higher education and receiving medical care in the city, with proceeds going toward a new fund for repairing the city's aging infrastructure. Councilman Ricky Burgess, a Democrat, called the tax a very modest 1% user fee and estimated the new tax would raise about $50 million a year in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so a 1% per, a 1% tax is a very modest user fee? Modest on the individual, t- yeah. onerous in, in its overall size. Well, uh, <laughs> I know this is a long email. Knowing a little bit about Pittsburgh water and uh, corrupt, as crooked as a dog's hind leg, inefficient for decades. Pittsburgh's getting reaping what they've sowed. Uh, th- this is going to happen in a lot of cities, uh, not just Pittsburgh. The PUC had to take over Pittsburgh Water and Sewer to try to get them back straightened out somewhat financially. No, they're, they're, it's just atrocious what some of these uh, cities have done with their infrastructure and the lack of keeping it maintained before not just safety, but security of their of their uh, users. I mean, for people to have safe, clean, healthy water and sewer. Uh, no, and who controls most of these cities? Lance, go right ahead. Okay, we're talking about oil leases. Oil is where you find it. I need to remind you that at one time, American Oil held the oil lease on our property here in Lower Northumberland County. Wow. As they did for a whole bunch of them around here. They had one of those seismographic uh, tests up through. 
Okay. Yeah. Mm. We found uh, all kinds of stuff like water down there. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lance. Much, much, much appreciated. Thank you, Ben. Yep, have a good weekend. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.